You're listening to Special Education Matters, a regular podcast about things that matter in special education. I'm your host, Michael Bull, and I am the proud father of an 18-year-old boy with autism. Amy Munera, a volunteer and the president of the Autism Society of San Diego, essentially takes her payment in the form of letters she reads for families where her organization makes a significant difference in their lives. The mother to three boys on the autism spectrum, that might be in the top percent of something, Amy helps the group with support groups, camps, social events, information, and much, much more. While this podcast focuses on San Diego, the Autism Society of California has other chapters throughout the state with similar programs. Enjoy the conversation. Amy Winera, thanks so much for joining me on the program today. Thanks for having me. Well, we're going to talk today about the Autism Society of Sunny San Diego. I don't know if the word sunny is in the title, but maybe it should be. Uh, Let's just get started with talking about what sort of things does the Autism Society offer for parents, especially new parents. Okay, well, at Autism Society San Diego, we have been in existence for 53 years, um, and we offer a variety of supports and services for autistic people and their families, as well as the um, larger community here in San Diego. Um, we run seven support groups a month. Those are held in various locations around the county, as well as we have them targeting different audiences, such as our Spanish support group. We have one for parents of adults on the spectrum. And then we also have a support group that's for autistic adults. We also have a one full-time staff who is in our office nine to five, Monday through Friday. So what we like to tell parents, the first thing you do when you get diagnosed is to call our office because Kay, our office administrator, is amazing. She's been with our organization for over 20 years. She has a son who's um, in his late 20s who was diagnosed, obviously, over 20 years ago. Um, so she's been doing this a very long time, and she's great at hooking people up with resources um, and making sure you have the information you need to get started um, finding supports for your child. Um, The other thing we recommend people do as soon as they get a diagnosis here in California, at least, is to immediately contact Regional Center because Regional Center provides services from birth to death for Mm -hmm. anybody with a disability um, that meets their criteria for um, admission. So that's a great place to get help with under three services, um, respite care, so parents get a break from caring for their children, as well as once you hit 18, they provide a wide variety of services for adults. Um, We also have monthly family events, which are a great place for new parents to come where you can meet other families as well as um, letting your kid come and play with other people who also have autism. So no one's ever going to look at you funny or judge you. If your kid's running around, anything they're doing, we've all seen (laughs) and experienced in our own families. So um, it's a great place to just be able to kind of go and relax and not, you know, like when you're in a place that's for children, but your kid is acting different than the other kids, often parents will look at you strangely and judge you. And that can be a pretty uncomfortable feeling. So if you come to our gymnastics night or to our pool party, that will never happen. There's absolutely nothing that you guys could do that we could possibly not have already seen before. So (laughs) that's always, um, that's the benefit for the parents. And of course, for the kids, they get to run around and, you know, have some fun and meet other kids and, you know, in an accepting and understanding sort of atmosphere. Um, so other things that we do as an organization, we run two summer camps. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is called Camp ah. I Can, which stands for Camp Including Children with Autism Now. Last summer was our 17th year running it, um, and it's a really popular program. It fills up really quickly. Um, 
There are other camps out there that will take kids with autism and give you inclusion aids and things of that nature. But a lot of them are limited in how well-trained their aides are. And also, if you have more significant behaviors, often these programs won't take you. We take everybody. We don't mm-hmm. care what type, what level of support you need. Um, and if there's financial issues, we have scholarships for anyone who qualifies. And then we also run a surf camp that we hold every year at La Jolla Shores, which is a spectacularly beautiful beach here in San Diego County. Sure, yeah. And that's a great program that is actually available for anyone from ages five through adults. We take all ages at that program. And it's um, the people who run it. It's run by um, Tammy Anderson, who wrote a book called Swimming with Autism. She teaches people all over the country. She holds seminars teaching uh, swim instructors how to work with the autistic population. So she's really, Mm -hmm. really well-versed in working with people with autism and all as are all of her instructors. So they're trained in surfing and water safety, but they're also really well trained in autism and how to support your autistic child so that you can leave them there and rest assured that, you know, they're completely safe and well supported and probably will be standing up on the surfboard by the end of the day. Cause I don't know how she does that, but she does that with every single person. I, even my most um, prickly anti-child when I handed yeah. him off to her the first year that he did surf camp, I was like, Oh, good luck, Tammy. <laughs> but she had, how about shark watching? How about shark watching? How skilled are they in observing uh, great whites? Well, you know, the people who get bit by sharks <laughs> are usually a little bit deeper out than our kiddos go because, you know, we're not doing okay, the hardcore okay. surfing on giant waves. We're doing more of the learning smaller waves. So that's, that's what I tell myself at least. Okay. <laughs> My children also <laughs> attend this program, but you know, the, there was a, a boy who was bit by a shark uh, off a local beach in Encinitas, but he was out diving uh, and they were oh, okay. quite, quite far out. So it's unlike um, in the movie Jaws. It's generally in deep water. <laughs> it's not well, I didn't want to get deep. too much into sharks. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, you, I can make the joke. So you have three kids. Didn't you used to have five or something like that? But no. Um, so you have all, all these cool activities. What like what is some, what is your favorite? I'm, I'm, like for me, I imagine it would be the surfing activities. Like what are some of the ones that you're the most proud of? Personal favorite program that we have is Camp I Can. It was the first program that my son participated in my now 17 year old son. He it's the first time he attended was when he was eight. We moved here when he was seven and it was the most beautiful, welcoming, happy place that I'd ever taken him to. And every day, the, like the next, uh, not the first day, cause he'd never been there, but every day after that, he was up and ready with his backpack and his camp. I can t-shirt on. And I've just never seen him so excited to go anywhere in my life. And it, to this day, that's still how he is for that one week. It's, it's the best week of our year. So that's my personal favorite. Um, we also do a, by uh, twice a year, we do a family camp at Camp Marston and Julian, which is kind of up in the hills, about an hour from San Diego. Well, about an hour and a half. I'm up in North County, so I'm already halfway there, but that's, um, a great place to go, um, for the weekend. We let people bring their entire family. You can bring a respite worker, you can bring grandma, you can bring, you know, whoever you need to help you. And, um, it goes from Friday to Sunday and it's, uh, everything is included. There's all kinds of activities and food and we do a talent show and dance parties. And last time we had a guy come and bring, do a reptile show. So that's another great way for families to meet other families who are in the same situation that they are and get some support. Um, 
and have a chance to just relax as a family and not worry about anybody judging you or looking at you funny or any of those things that we deal with in the real world. Now, you guys offer, obviously, a tremendous level of support and activities. I was kind of wanted to ask, I want to ask a little bit about the uh, the support groups. Like, what's a typical conversation or what are typical things people talk about if they were to go to a support group? Um, well, we have we have a couple of different formats that we use. Some of our support groups feature speakers on various topics. So for those, it's mostly people listening to the speaker and then having questions at the end. But for our more informal support groups, we tend to have two types of people show up the most. Parents of newly diagnosed children, we get a lot of them because they are not sure what to do. Like, Mm -hmm. do I contact the regional center, my school district? Who do I talk to? What do I do? My kid's doing X, Y, and Z, and I don't know what to do about it. So we get a lot of newly diagnosed parents. And then the other group that comes a lot to support groups are people who are at some sort of transition, um, like their kids going from elementary to middle or uh, they're graduating okay. from high school and um, they're not sure what to do or they're going into transition program. Um, so we get a lot of people who are kind of at a new point in their journey and they are looking for some more support and information. So we pretty much answer whatever questions people bring to us. Of course, we don't always have the answers for everything, but you know, if mm-hmm. we don't, we have resources that we can point them in the right direction so they can get more information. And you know, it's just even if people don't have an answer, it's it's good to at least go and be heard and understood and know that there's people out there who have empathy with what you're going through. And like I said, if we don't have an answer for somebody, we'll do whatever we can to find a resource that will be able to get them the information that they need. Yeah, it sounds like there's people there who have experience, so it's not merely a gathering of a bunch of people in transition who all have the same question for each other. Yeah, most of the people who run our support groups are parents. We have a couple that are run by professionals um, that are working in the field. So obviously they have that experience, but um, some of our uh, board members have kids who are in their twenties and thirties. So they've been, you know, walking this road for a long time. I personally have Mm -hmm. a 17 year old, so I've been doing this for longer than it seems possible because I'm pretty sure he might've been (laughs) a baby like last week, but now he's like 62. (laughs) And has a beard. I oh, really okay. don't know how that happened. <laughs> yeah, that you're beyond baby. As soon as you get the beard, that's it. You're done. Yeah, no you know, that he's definitely not a baby anymore. But keep telling myself that my 11 year old is a baby, but he's really not a baby either. <laughs> so you guys offer you know, obviously so many programs, and it's interesting. How do you do it? Is it because you've been around so long? Do you just have this huge base of support that continues to do it? I just imagine um, how, uh, if you were to start one of these, it might fizzle out, but yours seems to be going so strong. How do you keep well, up the sustainability? We have people that have stayed with our organization for a long time. I, we only have the one paid employee, but the rest of our board is all volunteer. But we have some people who have been with our organization for, you know, 10 or 15, 20 years, maybe. Um, I've been on the board for seven. I think that because we Ah. have such amazing people in our organization and we have all these really wonderful programs that a lot of times when you join, you know, you think you might do this for a year or two, but it's really inspiring to see the difference that these programs are making in people's lives. Like we just were writing grants for one of our camps and we had solicited uh, feedback from people who had attended the camp because some of the grants want you to give them feedback from the people who are, you know, benefiting from the donations that we get. Mm -hmm. And the letters that we got were just amazing. People saying the differences that these programs had made for their children that we were crying when we were reading. So, 
you know, oh. it's, it, it, it just, it's so satisfying to feel like you're actually making a difference in the world. Cause you know, sometimes with your own family and your own kids, you just kind of see the struggles and it can be disheartening. But then when you look at like, well, when you look back and you see like where you came from, and it's the same with, with volunteering, you know, you see that, you know, we've created these things that have really made a difference and are impacting people every day. So in some sense, you're paid in positive letters. Exactly. We're, we're the, the satisfaction that you get out of feeling like you're helping people and making a difference. I, I mean, it's priceless to me. So that's how I look at it. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. So yeah, let's, if you don't mind, I'd like to ask about you, Amy, what got you involved? You know, you've mentioned that you have a son, at least one son with autism. I know there's a couple more hanging around that maybe if you're okay talking about, like why, what got you involved in the beginning and what keeps you going? Like I said, what elevated you to be just somebody who's enjoying the benefits and maybe participating to becoming president? Sure. Well, um, you know, we've, when I first, I moved to California when my oldest son was seven, we lived up in Washington and we moved down here, well, partly for the weather because Seattle is dreary, but also because of regional center and, you know, there's a lot more services available here than there are in a lot of other places. Mm -hmm. And so I started hearing about some of these different activities and groups and I'm like, wow, there's like camps just for your kid. Cause you know, there were some up where I'd lived before, but they were put on more like by service providers and they were like a hundred, like a thousand dollars, $4,000 a week, oh, like crazy wow. amounts of money. Like who can afford that? Right. Uh, camp I can at, at right now we charge $300 a week. It used to be two fifty, but um, you know that's affordable for a, a normal family. You know, it's not crazy expensive, and there are scholarships available. So it's like, hey, I got to try this out. This would be great for Patrick, and his experience there was right. so amazing that uh, I was like, well, I got to find out more about this organization. So I started attending some of the support groups and different things. And then when the next board recruitment period came up, someone I knew who was already on the board was like, you know, you should come and join us. Your, your youngest is in school full time now. So you have more time on your hands. So I was like, well, sure, I'll do that. And I did really didn't expect to be doing this still seven years later. <laughs> but uh, like I said, you just, you get sucked in because there's so many great things happening and it's, you know, we're giving back to the community and, I see the other, the impact it makes on other families. And, you know, it's just, it's, it just gives you a, a good feeling. So just keep coming back. Now you're doing a lot for the community and you have a lot of resources and talent. It sounds like to do that. Do you, you know, a final question here. Do you, what are you looking to do for the future? Are you looking to change or improve or modify what you're doing already? We're trying to, right now, trying to expand some of the services we're offering for adults. You know, there's a lot of services out there in the community, both by us and other um, providers. Here in San Diego, we're lucky. There's a number of other local autism nonprofits, like National Foundation for Autism Research is here. Um, autism Tree Project is another um, local nonprofit that does a lot of programs. But there's not as many things for people once they hit 18. So we actually... Two summers ago, we started a new program called AWARE that stands for Adults mm -hmm. with Autism Recreation Experience. And that's um, a program that's very similar to Camp I Can, but it's for people 18 and over. Because one of the, feed one of the main feedback items we got from kids, from parents of kids as they were nearing 17, was what are we going to do mm -hmm. when our kid turns 18 and can't go to Camp I Can because they're going to want to still go. So, you know, we right. felt it was important to put something out there recreationally for adults as well. 
um, our adult support group is a newer, our adult social group is one of our newer programs as well. So that's kind of one of our main focuses at this point is adding more adult services and supports because, you know, autism is a lifelong condition. It's not like it goes away when you turn 18. What? Oh, wait, my son's 18. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, strange. <laughs> Maybe 19. <laughs> Patrick's at 17 and a half. I don't think it'll be disappearing anytime soon. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> well, Amy Monero, thanks so much for your time today and all you're doing for the community. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Thanks for listening to another edition of Special Education Matters. For more information, including show notes, head to our website, csnlg.com slash listen. And if you like what you hear, please uh, consider giving us a review on iTunes. Those reviews bring us lots of happiness. I'm your host, Michael Bull, and we will talk again soon. <laughs>